morning, everybody. Good to see you. Hey, yeah, like Nick said, um, we've been believing for some stuff. We had some personal tricky challenges that have been, uh, you know, pressing down upon us. And, and we've realised that the only place to fight them is in the spiritual realm. So we've been at it, you know, going hammer and tongs in prayer because there's actually nothing physically or naturally that we can do. But as I've been, um, you know, just keeping my focus on God and keeping my heart in God, um, it occurred to me... As we were coming right into winter and the days are getting darker and longer and it's getting, you know, uh, it's getting dismal and cold and you want to just get into bed and stay there. Anybody else like that? Good, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, It occurred to me, of course, because I do understand about the seasons and uh, the thing called the winter solstice. Um, You would all know, of course, was last week on June the 21st when it's the point you go to, go to bed on the shortest day of the year. There's less daylight hours than ever. And the next day, something happens and it's all different. It's changing. From now on, every day is just that wee bit longer. But the thing about um, the change, the shift, and I felt in my spirit, you know, we're going to pray and I can feel something shifting, like Nick has been saying, um, something has shifted. But the thing about the winter solstice and every day is just that little bit better is we probably won't see any huge evidence of that for another couple of months, maybe late August or something like that. Um, and, and in between now and then, even though it's changed, it's shifted. In the heavenlies, it's shifted. There are still storms that will happen. It'll still be cold and it still will be dark for a while. Um, and you won't see the massive evidence of it at the uh, um, right immediately but it will come something has shifted uh in the natural and as Nick's talking about prophetically something has shifted in the spiritual and we've got to hang on to that and begin to declare the promises of God and the goodness of God and not allow the darkness and the cold spiritually to weigh us down into a place where we we lose hope we've got to take a hold of hope and press on and say you know what it's it's all shifted now it's done Every day is getting that wee bit better until we come through and we're in that full sunshine and the harvest is popping up and the fruit is growing and you can see it and it's all good. Very good. Thank you. So this morning, just for a moment, if, if you are still believing for breakthrough, and I could just, would you stand? If, you, if you're believing for breakthrough, if you're believing, do you know what? I, I just believe there's some stuff that I've been believing. I haven't seen it yet, but I believe that there's been a shift. I, I really do. I believe there's been a shift in the spirit. And what I want you to do right now, just put your hands out in front of you. And just as you're going to receive, can I say that? I, I believe the sowing season is complete. And now I believe the reaping season. Get ready for the harvest. Father, I make that declaration, Lord, uh, upon every person in this place that's standing, Lord. I know there's personal uh, victories coming, Lord. I believe that, Lord, there's even business opportunities that are opening up. Lord, I believe for our church, Lord, there's a door that's opening. Father, I thank you. You open doors, you shut doors. But Father, I believe this next six part, this next six months of the year are going to be year, Lord, days and weeks and months of great blessing and pouring out 
of your spirit. We thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. Come on, just lift your hands. Everybody, just stand for a minute. Could we just stand just for a moment? Come on, lift your hands towards heaven and just begin to thank God for the harvest. Just begin to thank God for the answers. Just begin to thank God for the breakthrough. Just begin to thank God for the shift. Just to begin to thank God and say, God, today I acknowledge, I acknowledge that you are at work. You are at work. That things are shifting even this week. Even this week. I declare and prophesy that even this week, many of you, many of you are going to start to see the shifts. You're going to start to see the windows open. You're going to start to see the doors open. You're going to start to see the light come. You're going to start to see the end of the tunnel. Father, we declare this and we prophesy it in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a big shout of praise in this place. Take a hold of that in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Do you know, this week I was, actually over the last three weeks, I've been so encouraged. Um, really, really encouraged, you know, as a senior pastor and and just seeing some of the things that are happening in our congregations. But more than that, uh, just seeing some of the things that are happening in people's lives. And I think the thing that has really encouraged me is to see the hunger for God, particularly in our young people. And I want to commend uh, all the people on Hope Tour. The hunger that I saw in you young people was absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, we've just come back, Pastor Greg and I, who Pastor Greg today is preaching in our Victory Campus. And Pastor Pastor Steve's gone on holidays, but Pastor Greg and I have just come back from overseas uh, to just visit some of our missions endeavors that have opened up, you know, God God things that have opened up for us. We haven't gone looking for them, but they've definitely opened up. And and what's happened? One of the places we landed in uh, was actually Italy. And we have a, uh, one of the guys that we sponsor there, Vince Bromelow, who actually runs Youth Alive in Italy. Can you believe that? Uh, let me tell you, there's a revival happening amongst the Italians. And the Italians need help. I tell you what, we've got great food, we've got great coffee, but boy, do we need Jesus in that place. And uh, we were just thrilled. Let, let me tell you this, God is attracted to hunger. Whenever he sees hunger and desire, God draws, it draws his attention. And, uh, you know, I think that's why David, you know, it's known of David that he had a heart after God. Do you know what I think David had? I don't think it was his talent or his gifts. I think it was his hunger in pursuing God. And I want to tell you something, God is attracted to hunger. And, you know, over the last three weeks, I've, I've been absolutely encouraged by the hunger that I've seen in some of the people that we've been in contact with. And as, you know, Pastor Greg and I, we actually went to Singapore first, stayed there for a night. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but then we um, went to London. We had to go to London just for one night because of the flights we had. And then we flew into Milan. And in Milan, uh, we have uh, a young man. Well, he's not a young man. He's, he's just a bit younger than me. Vince Bromelow, who actually, like I said, runs Youth Alive. And um, he has been there for 16 years. Born in London to Italian parents. He actually lived um, 
in Adelaide, can you believe? And while we were talking to him, I found out he pastored my mother for two years. I said, oh, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought, it's, how the heck did this happen? And I said, have you recovered? Do I need to pray for you? Uh, and we were actually, uh, when I told my mum I was going to Italy, uh, I said to her, mum, do we have any relatives in Milan? She goes, of course you do. You've got your cousin Angela and Alberto. We've got them all over the place. Let me tell you, there's cousins everywhere. We landed uh, and stayed with my cousin Angela and Alberto. And uh, while we were there, Vince came to visit us because he doesn't have an office. And, um, you know, my cousin was, was really gracious and she was able to feed us. But while we were there, I actually got Vince to ring my mother uh, in Adelaide. And it was such a great connection. I was so blessed. I didn't know any of this. And, uh, you know, God's just, he just surprises us. Anyway, um, cut a, to try and cut a long story short, Vince has been there for 16 years. It has not been easy for him. Uh, he's had to battle some traditional things in the Pentecostal church, which have been very difficult. He's had to battle uh, just the, the whole religious uh, traditions of a nation that actually has lost their hunger for God. And in these 16 years, Vince has actually built three teams, three young teams that now are seeing thousands of young people come together in rallies all over Italy. I could not believe it. Just in November, this November, he's been asked by the naval, uh, one of the naval bases uh, in the top end of Italy to hold a youth, listen to this, a youth alive rally for the naval uh, uh, officers and they're going to have a Christmas service which the youth alive will run on a cruise ship isn't that, inc that amazing and um, you know just amazing doors that are happening and opening up but the thing that really got me about Vince was that in these he's got three teams one in the north part of Italy one in the southern part and one in the central two of his teams the northern and the southern teams uh, many of them got on trains and they took 14 hours to just come and see us for two hours I thought, you've got to be joking. I wouldn't do that. But the hunger of these young people just caught my heart. I could not believe the hunger that they have for God to just come and meet two ordinary guys from Australia. And around the table, all they wanted to know was, pastors, how do you plant churches? Pastors, how can we reach more people for Jesus Christ? Pastors, can you help us? Can you disciple us? I had, I had a, a discipleship manual with me. It's all in English. I gave it to one of the guys. I said, don't worry. We will get this interpreted and we will use this discipleship manual to help disciple some of the young people in Italy. Isn't that amazing? I, I was so overwhelmed. One night, one particular night, we're in this pizzeria, as you as you do when you're in Italy. You go and you eat either pasta or pizza. And, here, and it was so loud, we could hardly hear ourselves talk. And there was about 10 of them. And so you know what we had to do? We actually went outside the pizzeria. And there we were for about an hour and a half, standing up, talking about Jesus, uh, talking about discipleship, talking about revival, talking about what God's doing. These kids were just asking us questions, left, right, and center. And at the end, we started praying for them outside this pizzeria. There was no shame, embarrassment. They didn't 
didn't care who was walking past. Let me tell you, when you see that kind of hunger, Jesus rolls up. Something happens. There's a hunger that absolutely drew the attention of God in that place. I just want to, you know, just throw up some photos if I can. Very quickly, this is some of his team. Now, that's Vince. He looks like Father Christmas at the end over here. He's been in Italy for 16 years. Uh, this is just some of his team. I think this is his northern team. They came about 14 hours. Just to, and this is outside. This is actually outside the pizzeria. And they just wanted to catch up and talk. And we prayed. It was absolutely amazing. Can we go to the next uh, slide? This is actually in the, in the pizzeria. As you can see, Pastor Greg looks very happy there after eating some pizza. But these young people are absolutely amazing. Four of these couples will end up planting churches in the next five years in Italy. And uh, just so, so hungry for God. It's amazing. Can I go to the next shot? This is just another one of those shots in the pizzeria. Good-looking kids, as Italians are. You know, they're all good-looking. Next one. We've got another one. We have the computer stuck. It's not there. That's okay. But this year in September, we're actually bringing Vince here. And uh, let, let me just say what, what really really got to my heart. I, I could not believe. Sometimes he sleeps in train stations. He lives in this little room. I don't know if you've ever been to the UK. In the UK, they have these rooms called the box room. Who's ever heard of the box room? They're little rooms that literally all you do is you put your spare boxes. He lives in one of these rooms. Sometimes he goes without food. And I could not believe, as I'm talking to him, I could not believe the passion that he has to see a generation one for Jesus Christ. And uh, we're going to see him come here in September. We're actually holding our first um, mission summit. Pastor Gary Rucci is coming down to speak. Vince is going to be here with us. And I think you're going to be absolutely thrilled to see what God is doing. Can we? Do you believe that's going to be a great thing? And uh, you're going to meet him personally. And hopefully over the next five years, we're actually going to see some of his team come here for training. And hopefully one day we can send some of our team over there. Hopefully we can send history makers over there, Charles. Let's get them to Singapore. Let's get them to Italy. Let's, let's change the world for Jesus Christ, okay? And we'll see God do some great things. The other thing that has really, really touched my heart is a group of people that are here today. And about 15 years ago, I met this a couple who weren't married at the time, but I seem to have an anointing to bring people together. And uh, that's why there's hope for you guys here this morning. Um, but about 14, 15 years ago, I met this couple that today have a church. They actually started their church in January. And it's our Singapore family. We now feel like they're family. And we love them very, very much. And I'm just going to get the whole team just to stand. Could you stand for us and turn around so everybody can have a great, great look at you. Give them a big, big hand. Come on, you can do better than that. Give them a big, big hand. Welcome them here today. You may be seated, guys. I'm going to get their pastor's... Uh, James and Wendy to come up and as they do again please give them a big big hand as they come up and this morning I just want you to meet them 
and uh, we, we're just, I'm just going to ask him a few questions, if that's okay. It's so good to have you here with us. They've been uh, with us for about two and a half weeks. Last week, they were in our Bendigo campus. You, you can be seated. You can be seated. And um, uh, they are just lovely, lovely people. Can I say this? The same hunger that I saw in Italy, I see in these young people. I can't believe Pastor Greg and I have been swept off our feet this week. They've been in... Um, uh, in training, and I have never had a group of people ask me so many questions. They are so, so hungry for God. It's refreshing for a pastor uh, to see that hunger in God, and uh, I just want to commend them because of their incredible hunger. They have paid to be here. No one has sponsored them. Each one of them have paid their own way. That in itself says something very, very dear to my heart. The fact that they're sowing into the kingdom of God, sowing into their lives, and many of them are students. They can't afford to be here. But you know what? When there's hunger, God makes a way. When there's hunger, God opens a door. And uh, they're led by this couple who like their mum and dad, and they are just absolutely gorgeous people. And uh, I'm just going to ask them some questions today. I don't know if we can get some other microphones, guys. Are we able to get... Mark, are we able to just get some other microphones for them? Is that all right? By the way, give Mark a big hand. He did a great job this weekend. We've got another one there. So this is James and this is Wendy. And we're just going <coughs> to ask them a few questions just so you get to know them because they really are like family. And um, because of the Acts Global uh, churches now that our name has changed, you know, we have a great opportunity now to connect with churches outside of Australia. And this has really been a God connection. And we thank God for it. And uh, we love your nation. We love your people. Yeah, but seriously. can you just tell us a little bit? Uh, we met 15 years ago at a camp. Uh, but when we met, you were single. Yes. So, Wendy, tell us how, how this relationship started. Could you tell All us? All right. That time, you know, is amazing. Uh, during a camp, Pastor Nick just we are pray, we are being prayed for, so we line up in a line, and my husband was just at the back. But we are singles, we are friends, so <laughs> I don't have any interest in him at that time. <laughs> so what happened is that Pastor Nick came to to me, and then um, he he prayed for me, and then he says that he sensed that God is going to give me a partner in life. And uh, that I do not need to search everywhere for the person who's in the church. Right behind um, her, actually. That's what it was. <laughs> she needed help. But of course, that time, I, I, I didn't thought that he would be my husband. Yeah, yeah because my criteria is really long. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have long list. <laughs> yeah, one of the lists is you must be taller. You must be, you know, having a very good... A muscular build. Look at this. Look at this body. <laughs> look at this body. <laughs> right. So it's it's really amazing how you know I can see how God you know uh, you know turned that that prophecy into something that you know that is now that we are together. Yes. Yeah. Praise God. That's beautiful. What's your side of the story? Because that's her side. Were you looking? <laughs> were you going when I was prophesying over? Were you saying, "Here I am. I'm the husband." <laughs> Wow, when my pastor was praying for her, I was like, wow, God bless, bless her, good husband. If, if possible, me. <laughs> Let it be me. Let, Let it, it be, be me. me. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So how long have you been married now? We have married 11 years. 11 years. Yes, coming 11 years this yeah. year. What was yeah. the date? Do you remember the day? Yes, of course. 
9 December 2007. Very good. Did you get that right? Yeah, correct. Good, you better give him a clap. That's huge. That's massive. Now, how long have you been saved? Because you've come out of a Chinese sort of background, and particularly yourself. But can you tell us a little bit about how you got saved, when you got saved? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, um, my, I come, I'm probably the first Christian in, at home. So what happened is that uh, my mom, my father, they are non-believers. My mother believed in Buddhism. My father is a free thinker. However, you know, uh, she was really against me going to church. So for the first two years, I faced a lot of um, um, uh, hindrance from my mom, you know, hindering me to go to church. And she even threatened me to kick me out of the house if I were to go to church. So in Singapore, we face a lot of this kind of situation. So uh, I think God is good. And, and amazingly, you know, I know God for this 32 years, for the past 32 years since I'm, when I'm 14 years old, so you can count how old I am. <laughs> so since I'm 14, I, I, got, I know God. And, and, and when I believed in God at time, I was a bit fearful. But, you know, as I grew in the Lord, I know I need to stand firm. Because, you know, salvation comes from the Lord. I'm still trusting God for my mom to believe in God. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's great. That's great. What about yourself, James? Because you got saved a little bit later on. Yes, I, I was saved uh, the year 2000. And it's really a miracle. And actually, before that, I was thinking of uh, commit suicide just to end my life. I felt like life is no longer hope, no longer uh, love. And there's, no, there's nothing is meaningless for me to live. And... Uh, just that a lot of, I, I felt being betrayed in many areas and very disappointed in life. And there's one day, my, my mom became a Christian and she came to share with me about Christ. And I said, does it really, is, is it possible? I believe there's so many gods. And she said, why not give Christ the last chance to do something for you? And indeed, uh, she asked me to stay, uh, visit the church for at least three months. If she challenged me, he said, if God never spoke to you, you can don't need to come to church. So, amazing. I attend the first time, my tears keep on flowing down. And I don't know what is it, but trying to keep my, oh, stop, what is it, what happened? <laughs> and I know Christ touches me. And in the night, I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah, and this is where I found hope, I found life, I found Joy. Amen. Amen. And you've, yeah, give him a big hand. And you, you both have such a great heart for people. Do you know what I mean? You're like mum and dad. You know? And I know I've seen you. I've been in your home, uh, been in your church. And, um, you know, you've, you've been in church life. But this year, uh, well, actually, last, the end of last year, God began to call you out to start a church. Yeah. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Would you want to go first and then... Maybe yeah. Wendy? Sure. I think uh, God spoke to us uh, three years ago. And when my, I was still serving in the Lord and I was in the church as a, uh, a church council, church leaders, and do a, doing a lot of things in the church. And uh, somehow the Lord spoke to me in my heart is that prepare for uh, your calling. And I was talking to her. I said, uh, can I ask you a question? I said, what if the Lord called me to the full time? No, no, no. <laughs> Don't talk to me about food. Okay. So I thought, okay. So I said, well, 
if God called me, God has to speak to, speak to her. And it's true enough, uh, last year, we came here, and to the church leadership, and we will thank God for all of you, and we confirm the calling here, and that's why we go back and set up the church. Amen. Brilliant. Wendy, what about your journey? Because yours was a little bit different, wasn't it? Because, um, you know, as my husband mentioned, it is, at first when he told me, he, he, you know, what if God called him to be a pastor? So my first thing that comes to mind, wow, that's a really huge responsibility. These are lives that we are talking about. It's, it, we can't play with that. You know, it's really very serious. So, no. <laughs> that's my first response. But I remember when I was single, I did pray and ask God if I have a family, I would release my family to serve Him. So that was, was one thing that I quietened down and I just wait upon the Lord. And the Lord gave me a verse. <clears throat> and I, I believe that even tr in this trip, God reminded me of this verse. It's Isaiah chapter 41, verse 18 to 20. Yeah. It says, I will make the river flows on barren heights and springs within the valley. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. I will put in desert the cedar, the acacia and mercury and the olive. I will set Jupiters in the wasteland and firs and cypress together so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this Amen. and the Holy One of Israel has created it. And that assured me, it's not by works of men. Yeah. You know, God plants all these trees. Yes. That is a purpose for all the people here yes. in the church. Amen. Yeah, sometimes in the wilderness, in the desert, it's very harsh. Right. Very harsh environment. We need to stay uh, what God has called us, the purpose. We have to press on. Right. You know, when... Um, Sister Meredith was, uh, was sharing about praying and pressing on yeah. and believing God. I believe, you know, something is happening in the spiritual realm. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Fantastic. Um, yeah, you can clap. The... I don't know if, you know, you, you can sense this, but, you know, um, James has got a real pastor's fathering heart. And, he, and he's actually um, got an evangelistic call on his life. And the way I see him connect with people is just amazing. And, and Wendy's a real teacher. You can already you can sense that in her spirit. Yeah. And together, um, you know, they've planted a church. It's called Kingdom's Heart. I love the name yeah. of your church, Kingdom's Heart. Yeah. And what, what are the values and what, what do you believe God's called you to do through Kingdom's Heart? Could you tell us? Yes. Uh, basically, we have, uh, before we set up a church, there's something that in our heart is to build the kingdom. And all the while, we are thinking of um, building a, a, a training hub that to train and to make disciples to, to build the kingdom together. And while we are, when we came up, and Pastor Nick and Pastor Greg came uh, this January to speak to us, and there's an induction, and I was appointed as a senior pastor, and we set up and he uh, blessed our church. And from there, Pastor Nick gave us three words. Where would, the words is really speak to us in, in many areas. Uh, the first word is hope, which is the hope in the Lord, yeah. that people can find hope yes. in the Lord. Yes. 
and the second will be home. That will be home environment like here. Amen. Amen. It's a home environment that we accept, we embrace the people who are broken. Yes. And hospital, it's 3H. Hospital will be a a place that we can restore, rebuild, and release. Amen. Amen. And this is also uh, when we came to Unihill, we saw that vision, we saw that spirit. We we, we, we want to connect it with this. Yes. That's fantastic. That's absolutely great. Now, these young, some of your team have gone home, yes. but all these young people here today, um, I'm amazed at their hunger for God. Yes. I'm amazed how they literally are sold out for God That's right. and have such a great desire to be discipled. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I watch them. You know, let me tell you about discipleship. Uh, you just don't sit people in a program. These guys here have them in their home. They have tea together. They have deep conversations. And uh, the hunger of these young people, that's why, uh, let me tell you, uh, you know, the church isn't big at the moment. But let me tell you this, God is drawn to that church because of the hunger that are in these young people. And today, what I'd like us to do, because in a moment I want to talk about another thing I've seen this week. Um, I'm wondering if all these young people could all stand. Could you all come up here? Could you all stand and just come out the front here? I want you to face the congregation. This is Terence. Terence, before I get people to pray for you, um, you were going to say thank you to the people here. Is that all right? This is Terence, everybody. He is, he is single. He, uh, he doesn't have money yet, but he's, he's studying. He's a very smart young man, so he's a good investment. There you go, Terence. Um, representing Kingdom Side Church as a, as, as a whole, um, I just want to say um, we want to extend our, our thanks to, to, to our, f- our fam- family here in Unihill. Um, this past 11 days in Australia, it's been an amazing journey. Um, we really thank God for how He has shown us the way, you know, get, uh, allowing us to meet all of you guys, uh, allowing us to experience Hope Tour, you know, allowing us to meet you, you know, some of you people here, and like, uh, it's just such a heartwarming feeling to, to interact with you guys, you know, to learn about your culture, your, uh, how, you, how things work in Australia. And um, Australia's been an amazing journey for, for experience for every one of us. The food's great, people's, people's nice, um, coffee's on another level. Man, <laughs> I can't get enough of the coffee here. And um, we had, finally have a taste of kangaroo meat. Wow, that, that is something unique, man, to us. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, we are really thrilled to be here, and we really look forward to, to, to coming back here. In fact, some of us are actually thinking, you know, like, well, it would be great to stay here for, for a longer term. You know, even um, 11 days is too short. <laughs> we want to extend our, our time here. But um, we are really, um, I think we're really honored and privileged to be able to experience this um, given this opportunity to experience this. And also want to thank um, Pastor Nick and Pastor Greg, so who's, who's not here, um, to really, um, on this exchange where we really learn so much, really, really, sh- all the heart-burning questions, we just pour out to them, and <laughs> for really accepting all the different questions and, and, uh, and really helping us to clarify this. So we are truly thankful and really appreciative of this. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Last night we went to John and Julie Condodorio's. Thank you for.
for cooking. We, we gave them an Italian experience yeah. and uh, Pastor Greg uh, bought kangaroo meat. Uh, we're the only nation that eats its emblem, which is incredible. But, um, you know, what I see happening, can I just say what I see happening? Um, I just see cross-pollination. Um, I just see that, you know, God's setting up some beachheads and, um, you know, I, I do see that um, those of you that travel, that God's going to open up, there's, there's something happening in the young people of our movement. And I know we are strategically planning to give them opportunities. Already we've sent uh, history makers to Vanuatu. I'd love to see them go to um, Singapore, to Italy. Uh, uh, we also went to the UK with Tim Jack. How many of you know Tim Jack, who's now the national leader of the Apostolic Church in, um, in the UK? And there's something happening that is, is not man-driven, but it's the Spirit of God is doing something. So what I'd like to do this morning is, those of you that have on your heart uh, anything to do with missions, uh, for just, just come out and lay hands on one of these young people. Would that be okay? Just come out really quickly. We're going to pray for them right now. Uh, if you have missions on your heart, uh, just come out and just lay hands on any one of these young people. Make sure every one of them is covered. You two young men, do you want to come out here too? Let's pray and um, let's really believe God for them. Father, we thank you for this, this team, this, this group of people, this church that, Lord, you've established. And Father, today, by faith, we lay hands on them. We thank you for their hunger. We thank you for the Spirit of God within them. We thank you, God, that you've awakened the call of God upon their life. And today, as a church, Lord, we commission them. Father, we commission them, Father, to be everything that God has called them to be. That, Lord, even in this year, Lord, these next six months, that doors will open, windows will open. Father, there'll be God-given opportunities that, Father, they'll, they'll have a miraculous encounter with the Spirit of God, that, Lord, provision would be given, buildings would be given. Father, that, uh, Lord, they've got a heart, uh, Lord, to even build a school. Father, we pray, Lord, that vision, Lord, would unfold and unlock in their heart and that, Father, you would send and bring your favour upon them like never before. Father, in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a big hand of praise and we thank them. Fantastic. The last thing that I want to, just the last 10 minutes, um, the other thing that really touched my heart this week um, was Hope Tour. And, you know, we, we just get the glimpses. We just get, you know, some DVDs and some playbacks of what's happened during the week. Um, but I, I guess from where I stand, I, I thank God for Charles, who uh, I think it was four or five years ago now, four years ago, this was birthed in his heart. And, uh, you know, every year I think we have a conversation. Uh, shall we, is this the end of it? And I know we had the same conversation this year. We said, hey, look, things weren't sort of coming together. It's really hard sometimes to get those things to come together. Uh, but, you know, I want to commend Charles because he listens to the voice of God. And, um, you know, I see the hunger in him. And I see that he pursues God and he pursues the purpose of God. Um, and this year, again, uh, some things began to happen that 
you know, it was like God was saying, no, the door's open, do it again. Actually, the door's open for next year and already there's plans for next year that I, I think are going to take Hope Tour to another level. Uh, I know that Hope Tour, I believe, is going to go to Gold Coast. So we believe it's going to go beyond the borders of the city. Isn't that great? That's why these two young men are here. And uh, what happens in the schools is absolutely amazing. This year, I think they had more opportunities to share the gospel like never before. But these are some of my, just some of my observations. I was so thrilled. Um, on Thursday night, I always get invited to come and just share a little bit. And um, do you know, the guys were tired. You know, they had a long week. And uh, John and Jan, I want to thank you because... Uh, you led the prayer meeting every night. Uh, I know there was a team. I know Margaret really helped out. And I want to thank you, Margaret, for coming and helping lead that team in intercession. I want to thank you for your dedication. I want to thank you that you came and cooked. Wow. And the night I came, you cooked a barbie. And I want to tell you something. There's something about barbecues. Man, the smell just gets you before, as you walk in that room, I just thought to myself, man, I'm so glad I'm here tonight. And I just went and stood behind the counter as young people were coming. And I said to Charles, you know, where's your plate? Why aren't you eating? He said, well, actually, and he would never say this, but I'm saying it. He said, I'm fasting, Pastor Nick, because I, I want to see more happen. I want to see more of God. That's called hunger. Now, I don't know about you, but when you're hungry and you're tired and you've had a busy week, that's not the time to fast. So I want to commend you for that hunger because what we saw happen in the schools is not birthed out of talent. It's birthed out of the Spirit of God. And God will honour it when He sees that hunger and He sees that passion. What I saw... Some of our young men do, Geordie and Jean and Mark. Can I just get you to stand up for me just for a minute? I want you to turn around and I want you to give these young men a huge, huge hand. Would you do that? <clears throat> these are the guys who behind the scenes work tirelessly. Driving vans, not getting much sleep. And then I found out something about Geordie, which, you know, blows me, blows me away. You know, he had, he had opportunity every night to go home. He's just got married. I would have gone home every night. But he said to me, Pastor Nick, when I found out, he stayed with the team, slept in uncomfortable places, because he wanted to be with the team to help the team out. That's called hunger. That, that's why God moves. Because when you see people do what these Singaporean kids do, what the kids in Italy do, what some of you do here, and can I just say this also, I want to thank you for your giving. Man, this church over the last four years has given so generously to Hope Tour that we could not do Hope Tour without you. So thank you so, so much. Geordie, Actually, Talisha, thank you for releasing him. I know you're holding on to him right now and you go, no, he's back. But I just want to thank you. I want to thank the Hendrys, um, who every year you host the team. I think you do an amazing, 
amazing job. Pastor Charles, why don't you come up here and just tell us about Hope Tour. Would you give him a big, big hand as he comes? And... I think we'll play the video while I pull myself back together. We all know this is the emotional Sunday of the year for me, so have a look at this. Matic, we've just finished Hope Tour. I am, I am exhausted. And I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm very grateful about you coming. Would you Thank share you. with our church your yeah. perspective of Hope Tour? Because they don't get to come with us. Yeah, guys, we had the incredible opportunity of going into schools and really speaking into kids' lives that, uh, you know, don't get this every week. Mm. Um, and it was an incredible time just to see and to share the story of not giving up and to inspire children and to bless children and to have fun and to bring joy to schools. And it's, it's my second year. Yeah. And it's been such a blessing to be part of this. Shout out to everyone from the team of the Uni Hill Church. You guys have treated us like family, and we appreciate you. Incredible hosting. Yeah, of course, oh, of course. Shout out there. But, um, you know, this is the ripples have started here. We're going to see a lot of great things coming from what we did this yeah. week. So That's keep awesome. it going, guys. Keep so let's going. keep believing. Amen. Another year to go, but we've got 12 months to wait. Hallelujah. Let's do it. <laughs> My God. Just have a look. It seems to be what happens at schools now. They get very excited at the end of the program. Um, do you know, every year I, in the build-up to Hope Tour, I begin to become overwhelmed with the process. Um, I mean, if, if you think about it, you go to five different regions, you go to 20 different schools, 16 of which are public. You say, we're bringing a program to your school, if you'll have us. But will you let us pick the day? Will you let us pick the time? Will you let us dictate the students that we have come through the program? And then I walk around like I'm faith-filled and ready for God to do it, and I am. But I'm just pursuing Him. You know, it talks about in Hebrews about how people go out not even knowing the direction that they're heading in, but they do it in faith. And every year I sit there and I think, okay, we've got five different regions. There'll be about 40 different young leaders. They're going to invest into this program. They're not going to sleep. They're going to work their backside off. They're going to be in pressure situations. And I begin to think, Lord, how is this going to happen? And from the premise that's hope tour, I think that sometimes that's life. I think we look at challenges, we look at situations, we, we look at things. And we go, Lord, how's it going to happen? Do you know, in Genesis chapter 18, there's an example of that with Abraham and Sarah. And God's speaking to them that they're going to have seed, they're going to have a child, and Sarah laughs. I feel like sometimes 
God is there and He's ready to move and our perspective is we laugh. But I love God's response. Genesis 18, 14, the first sentence is, is anything too hard for God? This year we saw thousands and thousands and thousands of young people. We now have schools on waiting lists. We now have schools asking us to come back with any program that we want to bring. But I believe God's going to bring revival because something happened and I might get the band to come on the Wednesday night. Do you remember the sermon I brought last week? Preached the last four weeks in a row here and um, talked about the shout. Does anyone remember that? About shouting for what God has done, like when they shouted after the victory when David killed Goliath and then there's the same root word shout in faith about what God will do. I just want revival. I just want God to move. So on Wednesday night, I experienced the presence of God like I've never experienced God before. Now, I'm not a person, I believe absolutely I'm a Pentecostal believer, mover, you know, Holy Spirit, absolutely believe God moves. But you guys know that I try to keep it real. So on Wednesday night, we had nothing but an acoustic guitar and, tw- and about 40 leaders and we began to worship God. But there was just this hunger that was in the room for God to move. Now, what I mean a hunger, I mean, there are young leaders that cannot sing well, that were letting it fly, not caring, unhindered, faith-filled, spirit of joy, walking around. And what happens is I decided that night that I just wanted the acoustic guitar because the team were tired. We began to worship God. And as we worship God in that room, there was this spirit of faith and expectation and desire to encounter the Holy Spirit. And what happened is we began to worship. And I love it. Geordie doesn't have a front that is organised, but he is the most organised human being in the world and has a run sheet for everything. And um, we began to worship. And after about 12 minutes, God was going to get Jordan to lead. He looked at me and like, it's a go time. And I felt in my heart that God was about to do something. So I said, Geordie, don't. Just let's see what God does. So the guitarist stopped playing. And 40 young people were not concerned about the atmosphere. They were concerned about pursuing God. They began to worship began to worship and then they began to sing songs and then some were praying some were interceding some were praying for revival some were singing and the 40 young people in that room began to see the presence of God pour out began to hear music and melodies and we were in a room of a church and when I heard the music and I heard the harmonies, I began to go, where is that coming from? What, what's going on? What, where, where is this? Maybe someone's in the auditorium. There's no one in the building. 
I believe as we pursued God, I believe it was angelic activity. I believe that heaven began to open up and the presence of God filled that room. And in that moment, I knew that God was pouring out His Spirit. And for the first time in my life, I understood what it was to pursue God. Hope Tour is about our community. But Hope Tour is actually about the church pursuing God and His will. And He moved. We went on for a very long period of time. And I just saw outpouring of outpouring. And then at the end of the night, the thing that builds my faith is that every young leader in the room was like, what what just happened? What was that noise? Where was that coming from? We realised that God was drawing near. And I believe the Lord has said to me, we need to pursue that in this place. It is never going to be about polish. It is going to be about His power. It is never going to be about a plan. It is going to be about pursuing Him. And just in this time that we have left this morning, could we do that this morning? Do you know this church in the last four years has given just under $80,000 to Hope Tour. From this house, we have carried a community project to reach young people because our God says to us to love Him and to love others as ourselves. Churches should help community. But I believe that because we've sown that seed, I believe that it will usher in a pouring out of God in our movement. And I'd like God to move in this house and in your life. So could we stand this morning just for a minute? We saw many, many kids saved.